Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's how markets are looking right now. We've got U.S. stocks mostly retreating overnight amid concern over how a Chinese ban on Apple's iPhone could impact big tech names. And of course, that industry has been driving pretty much most of this year's market rally. We did see treasuries rising again alongside the dollar. And looking at the benchmarks, we've got a tech-heavy Nasdaq down 0.9% to 13,749. The S&P 500 lower by 0.3%, finishing at 4,451. And we've got a Dow Jones Industrial Average squeezing out a small gain of 50 points or 0.2% to 34,501. So let's check in now with Michelle Schneider. She is the Chief Strategist for Market Gauge Group. Michelle, thanks for joining us on the show again. Thank you very much for having me back. All right, let's start with the overview first. So looking at the benchmarks, we are seeing... The markets go through a bit of a slump. The Nasdaq for the week on pace for a 2% loss. The S&P 500 on pace for 1.4% weekly drop. And we've got a Dow since Monday down 1%. So what do you make of the latest, I guess, risk-off sentiment? Well, there's so many factors involved. Um, if we look at the market just from the overall macro that we have going on, I think it may have rallied somewhat on hopes about the Federal Reserve doing nothing or even possibly at some point in 2024 pivoting. And I think those hopes got dashed because our labor numbers are still very, very strong. Today, jobless claims came out very low. Uh, we still have a relatively robust production happening in the U.S. And the housing market, well, that's absolutely complicated at best. But nonetheless, um, even though the mortgage rates have gone up and mortgages have gone down in terms of how many have been filed for at 27-year lows, we still have housing prices going up and we still have a high demand for new construction. So when you put all of this together, it really kind of adds fuel to the fact that the Fed would be concerned at this point of doing anything too dovish because of the fact that the U.S. is doing okay. Mm. Now, on the flip side of that, we also still have, obviously, other concerns that they're considering, which I think the biggest would be the rising oil prices. Mm. Let's talk about those rise in oil prices. We did see OPEC Plus talking about more supply cuts. What will this do for at least the economic outlook and sentiment? So at this point now, once the oil really got through $80 a barrel, uh, that, from a technical standpoint, was a breakout. And so you have a tremendous amount of speculation in the oil market to the long side, which, of course, makes sense. From a fundamental standpoint, we do have low supply in the U.S., um, and what OPEC Plus and Russia are doing, of course, is keeping that production even uh, cut back even more. And so essentially what you have and everything, of course, is cyclical. So what you have right now is the potential for oil to go higher, especially given, for example, I heard you mention weather problems mm -hmm. and disasters. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a disaster, but we have a big hurricane forming here near the United States, that's Hurricane Lee, which would completely add more devastation to refineries, etc. Um, and on top of that, even though China has had its own issues 
and the demand has supposedly slowed down, we still have relatively high demand all over for fuel oil and some supply chain. So essentially, what's going to happen? What happens with everything? You get too high in price, and then demand starts to suffer because people start to cut back. And we haven't gotten to that point yet, but that's kind of what we would anticipate when, of course, would be a good question. But I would keep my eye on that $80 a barrel as sort of a floor that needs to hold up for a bullish scenario. All right, Michelle, talking about keeping an eye on stuff. So let's take a look at what's coming up on the calendar. And we've got some data points around retail as well as more indicators around the U.S. economy. But it looks like um, in recent days, it's been quite choppy. We've got some good news overnight, of course, with the labor market. Jobless claims fell when we were looking at consensus forecasts of a small rise. So what are you looking out for on those numbers when we have those, for example, retail numbers uh, out soon? Well, that would be my probably biggest number one area of concern. And of course, again, when ratios get so far out, like the retail market compared to the growth sector, and so of course, Apple being the catalyst to see a decline Mm. in the growth sector, but I look at it differently. I say, at what point can those divisions remain? So getting back to the retail sector, that has been the underperformer all year, continues to be an underperformer. And in the last couple of days, The whole retail sector has had tremendous amount of pressure, which if it cannot find some kind of level of support through recent numbers that might come out, could actually be a catalyst for another leg lower in the overall market. So we're watching that that very carefully because the consumers are pinched. They're pinched from higher rates. They're pinched from higher costs in insurance, obviously from damages that they have from their own types of drought, heat waves, like look at Texas right now with its grid issues. And then they're being uh, pinched by also inflation because prices really for essential goods have not gone down. In fact, in some areas, they've gone up. So yeah, we've got close eyes on that whole retail space. Yeah, Michelle, you mentioned Apple. So let's talk about iPhone. So that seems to be in focus this week. One of the factors at least dragging down sentiment, and it is partly because of the report how Chinese government workers may be banned from using iPhones. But there might be some good news down the road with the iPhone 15 possibly set to be launched next week. So what do you make of the entire tech rally so far this year? Well, as far as the iPhone goes, I think actually, Ryan, I was listening before I came on, I thought you made a very good point that this could be some level of bargaining chip because to me, what it really represents is the pressures that we're having, the whole East versus West, which of course is extremely dangerous on many levels to especially uh, the United States. And so Apple sort of caught up in the crosshairs. In terms of the whole tech sector, There are other scandals that are starting to emerge uh, about other companies, but the point is is that if we were to have, to use a a, a Fed expression, soft landing in the tech, Mm. it would be, that would be good for the U.S. It would be the idea that Intel and the money that's being put in the United States for infrastructure development for us to be able to create our own chips and technology, that could actually in some ways be a help. It may have damage first because, oh, the overall economy, I mean, Apple lost $200 billion in, in market value over the last couple of days. But nonetheless, we'll see whether or not this is just a, a drag down technical correction. I know that we've seen a lot of selling from insiders at NVIDIA, the, you know, the, the stock market growth darling over the last year. 
And so I think the, I think the jury's out yet on whether or not these are real breakdowns or whether they come in as better buy opportunities. And again, whether this is a bargaining chip, like you say, between China and the U.S., mm. or whether or not this means that U.S. will have to continue its independence, which, of course, be inflationary, and that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it's not just um, Apple that's under pressure. We've got General Motors seeing some sell-off as well, down 0.8% overnight, and they are in focus because of the ongoing negotiations between the union, which is poised to go on strike sometime next week. What are you watching out for on this front? Um, Is there likely going to be some common ground? Well, you know, what's so interesting about 2023 is I don't remember unions having as much influence as they're having this year in a very long time. So I think it's a reflection of the times. And of course, it all relates back to wages and the pressure on companies like General Motors and other companies as well, of course, because we've we've darted strikes with UPS uh, and now we're looking at the UAW strike potentially. But the bottom line is people are restless, looking for more money so they can keep up with the cost of living. Um, and so, again, with wages, we have to look back at inflation. And so that, to me, is probably, besides look, watching how the retail space performs through this to give us a barometer for the next couple months, it's inflation, I think, right now, mm. with wage inflation and everything we just talked about, commodity inflation, as really basically what I think General Motors is reflecting is people saying, enough, I need more money. Yeah, so wages on watch that could contribute to inflationary pressures as well. We've been chairing Michelle Schneider. She's the chief strategist for Market Gauge Group. Michelle, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Ryan. Pleasure to be here. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.